Welcome to Chaotic Harmony. My name is John. This is Crystal. I'm Mark. We talk about the joys and the challenges of teaching music in the elementary school classroom. We share inspiration. We share struggles. We brainstorm solutions. We would love to have you join us. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. It's good to see you guys. Good to hey. see you. Hi. We're here in person in my living room. Yes. It feels so good. Yes. It feels so good to be together. It does. It does. It's just after you know four years of like you know staying in our houses, like. Uh huh. <laughs> you know, we were we were just talking about how it's like it's weird that as things are opening back up, it feels like not that much time has elapsed. A lot. When we're together, right? You know, yeah. it's like it. It was all a dream. We can pick up. We can pick back up and do like just right. enjoy each other mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. conversations. Yeah. Yeah, it is really, it's good, though. It's good to be in your energy field, guys. Indeed. Um, so we wanted to talk a little bit about uh, what is it that music and movement teachers actually do? Because this is a conversation that we feel we are constantly trying to raise at our school sites. A lot of you guys have been longtime listeners. Mm-hmm. Hi, we love you. Thank you for Thanks. that. Um, and we we know that you know our story, that all of us started out as um, teachers in Chula Vista Elementary School District at schools that hadn't had music teachers for more than 30 years. Mm-hmm. And so not only have our colleagues never worked with a music and movement teacher in the elementary level, most of them didn't have one either right. when they were going through school. Yeah, so we, um, we are just always in this circumstance of well your job is easier because you don't give grades and you um <laughs> you uh don't have all these extra duties we do um but there's not an understanding of oh my duty. god <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You guys. (laughs) Extra duties. Uh Uh-huh. Extra duties. Um, But it's just, it's a different job. Mm -hmm. But when it comes down to, yeah, I said but. Is that what we're laughing about? Okay. (laughs) That's what we do as music teachers. We're just goofballs. (laughs) That's right. Thanks for listening. Basically. (laughs) But really. But it's a highly specialized job that Mm -hmm. not very many people have the desire to acquire skills to even do. And, but then... There's little known about what it is we actually do. What is the end goal of what we do? Because you walk into our classrooms and we're having a blast. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The kids are learning, but what are they learning? How do we say that to, to uh, parents? I just had a, a, a bit of a, uh, I don't know what you would call it, uh, experience this year with a parent who was like, well, my kids have been in your music class for three years and they still can't play piano. Um, so what is it that uh, we actually do? Also, before we get to that, I, I think another thing that hit me is that we mentioned how there was no arts, at least in Chula Vista, for 35 years before we came there. Right. And there were still people who came in as specialists, but they were not music teachers. Mm-hmm. They were people who were either performers or they're people who had some you know, association with music and they decided to go this route. And they, they were doing their own thing. That's great. But mm-hmm. um, the things that we do is very different. So all, uh, teachers who have the perception of when we came in as a full-time teacher for music, at least for us, um, they probably were also associating their minds towards, oh, these are the, these, these are these people who brought clarinets and just like messed around for a bit. Like, mm-hmm. it is a different perception for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But we went through the same credential process. We mm-hmm. we, we have a degree. We, we have did. lots of special. We had to do TPAs. We did have to do TPAs. <laughs> I, was, I almost stopped oh. teaching because of the TPAs. Like, I stopped like the whole process because I couldn't pass number three. 
<laughs> number three. Yeah. No, seriously. That was it. Not the hardest one. The hardest one's the fourth one. Yet the third one got me. Anyways. You know, we could do a whole episode on, on how these... What, no, how well-intentioned... Um, initiatives by politicians to try to weed out the bad lemon teachers have squashed enthusiasm for the entire profession and just hold yeah. teachers back. We could do a whole thing on that. Be back in a few weeks, maybe. right? We'll yeah. see. Let's, we'll see. Yeah, but yeah, but to we'll be, we'll be there. But let's let's focus on. Uh, That's hard. I let's. <laughs> <laughs> I think we could all use a little bit more language yeah. to really advocate for what we do. Definitely. Um, yeah, and so. I, do you have any initial thoughts? I would like to kind of start with um, how do what what skills are we actually teaching the kids? Um, what is the end goal? Because I seem to always hear, um, well, not very many of the kids are going to be professional singers or professional musicians. Um, so why did why does everybody need music class? What is your response to that? Actually, so this was not actually that that those very words in, in its own different sense was relayed to me by a, not a parent but a student. Mm-hmm. Um, and my response was, well, you take math class not mm-hmm. to be a mathematician, right? And I brought this up actually. I was. Uh, recently guest at um, a different podcast, Calling the Melody. You guys should listen to that. They're great people. Um, but I was on a podcast kind of talking about that same situation. Like, when we do, when we teach history, it's not so you can become historians. Mm-hmm. When we, you know, become, we teach writing, it's not so you can all become writers or such. We're here to make each person more of a full human being. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, as for music and movement, like, I think about it allows students to be able to express um, a thought or idea that they can't express through words. Um, singer, songwriter John Foreman says, I sing when I, oh, when I, uh, in moments where I can't speak words. And then I go even further, when I, can't, when I don't have words to sing, I move. Mm-hmm. And so the, uh, we, what, what I think, what I view music and movement, what do we do as music, music and movement teachers? We give students tools to express themselves in a healthy fashion and if they further that into a career awesome mm-hmm. if they don't that's fine um and also to pit, uh, to add on to that um there's a music uh pedagogist i'm not sure the right pedagogue? word pedagogue pedagogue i think actually what it is yeah. uh john fire robin and a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, music teachers down in chile that like follow a lot of his work but something that he uh, says is that the goal when he teaches kids is to make sure that the kids when they grow up they can sing to their babies Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna add this next part without them covering their ears (laughs) 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 so um yeah so it's not about the product i think we focus so much about the product that these kids Mm -hmm. will become musicians these kids will become rock stars and that's not the case i expect maybe one percent of my students to actually do music maybe i hope that is wrong i hope so but Mm -hmm. I hope that they take the stuff in my classroom and can find ways to healthily evoke, um, healthily evoke themselves uh, creatively, whether it's be by creating music, performing music, or even just listening to music more intelligently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I completely agree with you. Um, so let's. I want to dig a little bit more into that though, and I want to hear what Mark has to say about yeah. it because we. I think um, you you started on a path that I can get behind for. 
why do we need to teach music just as importantly as we teach math? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a great response. Um, you know, we do teach everybody math and only a handful are going to go on to become mathematicians. So why do we have to have math? But I can see a lot more real life applications for when I need, need, need math, right? Like I have to add up, you know, numbers for to make sure I have enough money to buy stuff at the grocery store or whatever it is, sure. you know? But it's a little bit more abstract with music. That's true. And so that whole self-expression piece is not a very satisfying answer to every every parent. Can we get a little bit more into that? I'm wondering what you would have to say, Mark. Yeah, um, I would say we in our classrooms problem solve in real time and make decisions in real time and we get to see the end result immediately. So for instance, where I where my mind kind of is, is like if we are working on an ABA form type thing. And we have one form, we as a class are making this decision, this is what it's gonna look like. We have to collaborate together on this to make sure this is what we feel is gonna represent whatever the idea is that Mm -hmm. we're teaching that time. Okay, in this next portion, you need to improvise something, try something. You don't like it, try again. You don't like it, try again. You liked the first one better, go back and that's fine. Um, We don't have these concrete, well, if you don't play, so me do i will so help me you know like we don't, we don't necessarily have that in our classroom mm-hmm. so we're 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 training kids to be able to in real time analyze what they just did and realize like yeah i like that mm-hmm. okay great and so we can move on or no i didn't like that i didn't i didn't i didn't quite think that that had it mm. try again mm-hmm. and so we're allowing these I mean, I mean, hesitate to say it, but we allow these little failures, if you will, sure. yeah. um, for kids to learn from quickly and move on to. Um, we allow kids to um, collaborate together on something. And in, in our classrooms, I'm sure you've had it, where you have a group working together and that one kid just doesn't want to do the things. And the other kids are upset because they don't want to. So within our classrooms, you can figure out, okay... You don't treat someone else like that. Mm-hmm. In a work setting, if you don't like you, can, you can't get you don't get to do that. You know, um, if you do, you might not be in your current employment for very long. And so, within our classrooms, we're working on those skills. We're working on those things where it's it's a life skill. And I think we've talked about it in the past. And I know that we've looked up like the Forbes ten like qualities that they're looking for in humans and not on there as well their ability to solve this algebra equation mm-hmm. well it's helpful and it's good because it's a whole human that that like the end result these um these human interactions that we teach that we deal with that we have in our classrooms it's all built around that and i know that you felt the weight of your music class because you don't have that human interaction Yep. Oh, you yeah, know, for sure. As a musician, if you only spend time in your practice room practicing and you never work with another musician, mm-hmm. is that really rewarding? I mean, for some mm-hmm. people, it might be. Sure. You know, that might be their thing because that's like their little outlet and that's only good. Okay, that's fine. But I would say for a bulk of musicians, going to generalize here, that we are musicians because we like to work with people. We yeah. like to jam with people. We like to be with people and create right. with people. And working and creating and listening are things that you do everywhere mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not just in music class yep that's Working, what i would say creating listening i like that those are some yeah. good those are some good thoughts thank you Thanks. i um, like the creation element i think mm-hmm. um a lot of time i mean writing aside i think a lot of times when we when i think about my academic 
experience. There's a lot of like critical thinking for sure, but a lot of it is solving. A lot of it mm -hmm. is processing. But creation is an element that's so heavily done in music, any form of art really. And I think it's especially as we are in a consumerist consumerist society, we, we consume so much and don't ever really have that outlet to actually create or build. And like mm -hmm. music is a I, I, I'm a huge advocate of creation being helpful in mental health. Oh, absolutely. Well, and that goes into the confidence building piece of it. Mm. I like how you said failure. It's a place to practice failure. Sure. Everybody fails. We fail every day. Yep. And a lot of them are small, mm -hmm. but that's how you learn. You don't learn and grow and you can't deal with your life and be a healthy person if you can't deal with failure. Right. Um, and so I think that having a safe place to try stuff and fail and and that's okay. Mm -hmm. So important. And we have this very prescribed way that we teach kids. It's like, well, here's the lesson. This is the right way to do it. This is the wrong way. And then, okay, popcorn time, you know, like ask the question and then yes or no. And how cool is it that for the, for the majority of the lessons that we teach, the kids have so much wiggle room that it's like, even if they're not quite perfect, we can steer mm -hmm. them. We can say, well, I love this part of your idea. Can we just flesh it out a little bit? And, mm -hmm. and, and we gently teach them and critical thinking so i'm hearing um problem solving critical thinking safe place to fail these are life skills um and then something that i want to add to that is music is its own learning modality we know that from the research some people retain information much more solidly i and i would venture to say the majority of people uh remember things really well when you attach music to it mm -hmm. and it amplifies our emotions which is why we have music in the background of movies and you know radio shows or whatever it is it it helps you feel things and process things um and uh, and when you set something to a song, you'll remember that for the rest of your life. I know so many people who can sing, you know, commercials that haven't been on TV in 40 years, um, but they listen to it over and over again as a kid, so it'll never go away. Yeah, which one just popped into your head? <laughs> Actually, it's our it's our colleague, uh, Miss Caitlin Meta. She her uh, little her little jingle at the beginning. Music. <laughs> With Miss like it's, it's, it's fantastic, and I love it, and it's so it's amazing. Where my thought actually went was like, well, shoot, commercials on TV is that's a dying art. <laughs> so, I mean, they're going to exist on other media. Oh, they're on they're out there. They're out there. They're They'll out get there. you. Yeah. Always. <laughs> Every two seconds in a in a YouTube video these days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. But the way the way music lights up the entire brain, mm -hmm. it, un it unites the entire brain. I think we so often look as at um, music and the arts as something extra, um, when in fact they are everything all at once, and mm -hmm. they're they're like this beautiful package that can that can unite all of the subjects. So, I know I'm preaching to the literal choir here. Um, <laughs> Okay, let's get a little bit more into why it's important and how we teach 21st century skills. Because especially when you dig through a lot of the curriculum that we've been handed, um, that we've had to tweak, and this is something that we've talked about a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not going to teach cuckoo. I'm sorry. It's not, it's just not going to go down. Cuckoo. <laughs> I, I don't Wait, use like it. Using like any song that has the word cuckoo? No, or? just you like, know the, the old Orf stuff, you know, from the okay. volumes. Like, not all of it. Or okay. I'll take the melody and I'll change the sure, words and sure. make it more relevant. But at first blush, when you look at a lot of the activities that come, either in the books that were handed when we mm -hmm. first take a new job or in old activities that we have at our music rooms they don't look particularly so, relevant oh, we've talked about yes, this before we have, we like have. this feels old you know like <laughs> so why is it more important than ever i think why do we teach uh you know or sure the way we do with uh, music and movement why are these 21st century skills hmm. 
I'm sorry. The conversation went in multiple directions. I'm trying to parse where I'm where I want. It's all right. You can take whatever one you want. So wait, just just to recap, what mm-hmm. is where? How does music movement help the yeah. 21st century? Learner? I guess how is sure how is it relevant? And so here's what I was thinking, and maybe sure. you can jump off this. Yeah. Um, we were talking about this last night. We look at today's kindergartners with no idea what jobs we're preparing them yeah. for. I'm yeah. None. I entered college with my first cell phone ever, and it was a little. Um, little thing with buttons on it that you had to push, right? T9 and a tiny piece. little screen. I do it. I, you and can <laughs> never mess up a T9 text. You couldn't. Now, like, you, I shouldn't talk about what I do. Never mind. Never mind. That's uh, not... Okay, move on. <laughs> right? Yep. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. I do. I do. And then by the time I had my first kid, I had an iPhone. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, the, the progression there was so right. fast. Right. And it's only going to keep getting faster. So we don't know what jobs we're preparing no. the kids for. Mm-hmm. So why are we going to help them so action notes okay i got you there yeah. and uh, i'm gonna tell a story first because that's okay. how i do i, like I remember it. back in i don't know if you're in this class mark were you, were you in posey's uh um philosophy of education i had Posey. i don't know if we were in that together okay well i had a little, i did take it okay Vygotsky so says. <laughs> Vygotsky, I, I corrected him and he didn't remember from the rest of his life anyways um there was a class called philosophy of education and it was a really good class. Um, talk about different stuff. But one di- one day, he decides to just have us all sit down in a Socratic seminar. He gives two people questions, and they're supposed to, to spearhead the question. And the first question, I don't know what the second one was. But the first one was, um, if you could only teach one thing, what would you teach? And so people came up with different ideas. One person said, oh, we should, talk, you know, we should teach finances because they'll have to you know, work on taxes and such. It's an important part of their life. And one other person said, no, we need to make sure we teach history. So if they don't learn history, then they're going to make the same mistakes we made before. Someone said writing, et cetera, et cetera. It came to me and I was like, actually, it didn't come to me. I just, I just, I just like, guys, you, no. <laughs> this is not the, You're wrong. <laughs> really, no, no. This is like the whole, the, the paradigm of this question is incorrect. Mm-hmm. If we look to try to teach a certain subject, mm-hmm. by the time they graduate from high school, it'll be, it'll be already obsolete. The question isn't what should we teach. Mm-hmm. We need to make sure that we teach students how to learn. Yes. Um, and, and how to think. How to learn and think. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Very much so. Yeah. And because just like what I said, the, the things we teach will be obsolete. I remember like, uh, back in elementary school we started learning about really cool stuff called powerpoint and like it's it's still important but like the things that we learned is like kind of like older now and And how to not die of dysentery on the oregon trail (laughs) Trail. sorry sarah but we're forging the river Um, can i just make a quick plug go for it friends if you're listening and you make a powerpoint don't read the information yes if you do, I mean, that's okay. We can all learn and try something new. But step up our PowerPoint game. No, actually, yeah. Actually, a former student of mine came into one of my classes to talk about robotics. And she wanted to talk. I don't know. That's one thing she was, a project she was working on. Anyways, uh, she on her PowerPoint, she had, like, what her speech was. Like, Shannon, you got to fix this. That's why they have the notes part, the page. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. Because so I care. <laughs> No, seriously. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I think the same thing goes with music mm-hmm. education, uh, music and movement. When we teach songs, we aren't like, part of it. Is that yes, we're teaching songs because they're good. We, um, also, if you choose good literature, they will last a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Teaching uh, topics of not just about Mr. Moon, which is a fun song, but teaching songs about like what it means to be kind, what it means to be car- caring. But beyond that, um, 
in the classroom, we teach students, as Mark was talking about, improvisation. And that is super vital to no matter where you go in in with your career. Yeah. Improvisation, knowing how to adapt on your feet, knowing to read the room. Yeah. And Oof. that's something I feel like everyone needs to learn. Yes. And then build off of that. And colla- like another thing, when we are in analog teaching, kind of also digital teaching, if you're if you're able to, and also if there's enough equitable technology in your district. Um, but like, the thing is, um, collaboration is super key, no matter where you go. And music in the classroom offers that. Yeah. Yeah. Learn how to read the room. Learn how to be a good engaging presenter. Yeah. That's such mm-hmm. a big part. That's why performances are so important. Mm. Learning how to present yourself um, well on stage. I'm always telling them, look like you're someone I want to listen to mm-hmm. when you're on the stage, you know, you, and and then I'll, you know, I'll show them like if I walk on stage like this, you know, and I'll slump over and, right. and you know, look completely disengaged do you want to listen to me and then i'll really like amp it up and i'll walk on like an opera singer and throw my scarf over my shoulder now do you want to listen to me and some kid always says no but it's like (laughs) fine fine Fine. you get up here david and show me (laughs) and then learning how to pivot you know because you're going to crash and burn sometimes you read the room and you are tanking Mm -hmm. sometimes you try something totally fails right sometimes you really put yourself out there and you experience crushing defeat sometimes Mm -hmm. you start a project wasn't the right one sometimes you start a job you get laid off for reasons that aren't i don't know like your global pandemic right like that (laughs) so how do you pivot no seriously yeah also built like Another thing that just came to mind is that this can, the expression has negative connotations. Please don't go that way. But know your place. Mm-hmm. You're a soloist, or are you are you part of the group? Are you or when you're in the group, are you supposed to sing out, or are you supposed to make us work together? Mm-hmm. So understanding your role in the cog is a big yeah. part. Yeah, and I think I would put that um, like know your um, know and value your your place within the whole yeah. you know like it and it's it's more about it's and i i hear what you're saying it's mm-hmm. not like um it's not like stay where you belong you know minion <laughs> it's like um it's it's like uh understand that everybody's role is valuable and yes. we need everybody and our and what we do together is not the same and um and and it's not the same without you we need you we need mm-hmm. your voice mm-hmm. instead of knowing your place would it just be understand your role that's good. That's just what I said was the first thing that came to mind. I understand, right. but I'm just so, trying to help. I understand. I'm to I, would, I would take it a little right further. <laughs> <laughs> I would take it further and say value your role yes. and value the role of others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also value and also recognize that sometimes, even if you don't want to, it's your turn to be the soloist. Yeah. Yep. Like, we practice leadership all the time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for me personally, um, as I transitioned to my 30s, like that's been huge. Mm-hmm. As I go from, like, I, I, during my 20s was very much, I'm still in student mode. And now I'm a teacher mm-hmm. for kids. And also, grown-ups. also for grownups. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> which is still weird. But I am now being pushed out of the group and into the solo. But eventually I'll go back to the group. And there, there are times where I'll be a soloist. There's a time where I'll be part of the tutti, as we you know say in our italian version but like yeah it's like there there's a place and like it's important to be pushed out into solo as mm-hmm. well yeah it's good it yeah. is good yeah um thanks for making this a little classier by throwing some italian in but of course i appreciate that <laughs> we also teach language i was gonna i was gonna say something but then i got distracted after you said 
<laughs> Muddy. That's okay. Muddy. It happens. It'll come back eventually. Maybe it won't. Tomorrow. I well, I just that's think we've talked to you about how the things we practice in school as kids, um, that's what serves us. You know, mm-hmm. can you think of a time um, from your, your music education experience that you still draw on? Because I remember there was, uh, I mean, there were lots of times, but there was one um, where I got pushed to the front. Mm. Um, I joined a community band and it was it was a bunch of like older guys in the saxophone section they were really sweet um and they saw this little eighth grade kid come in and they put me as first chair and i was completely terrified because that was a big deal in middle school band and they're just a bunch of guys who play for fun they don't care they're like we're gonna we're just gonna give this kid you know a chance Mm -hmm. and i prep but i practiced so hard because i was like i've got to live up to this and because they were so kind and they were willing to help you know that was really motivating and so I think about that all the time and like who can I pull up to a leadership position when they don't feel ready but I know if I have those expectations for them they'll rise to it so I draw on that all the time I also think that within our role we're teaching kids the importance of uh, I'm not gonna say this very eloquently because it just escaped but not quitting mm-hmm. um, I had a I was doing a musical two years ago and one of my cast members, like, a three days, Mr. Kim, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but, like, we are relying on you to be a part of the show. And you, you signed up. And, mm-hmm. like, you did the things. And, like, what's going on? And then eventually we worked it out and she was part of it. But, like, you can't just, well, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Like, because in our, in this role, is like you said, understanding your role and valuing your role is, like, your role is needed. Mm-hmm. You're needed to be here. And, like, yeah. that inclusion... Mm-hmm of we need all of you yeah we don't just need some of you mm-hmm. is huge and how do you value that on a standardized test you can't you don't you are a metric you, you are know? a number i know and so like mm-hmm. yes to all of it to to what you guys are saying and like the only way i think that what we do i think and cognitively or not is we are creating a culture within our classrooms that bleeds out into the school Mm -hmm. and so if you as a music teacher see your entire school you have so much influence and Mm -hmm. so much authority to start shaping the culture of your school Mm -hmm. for better or worse yeah you know and because every single kid goes through yes back in analog goes through your classroom like there is that there's that point where everyone can relate back to this Everyone can relate to the to the vapid teacher, the music mm-hmm. teacher. And, like, what are we doing with that? How is our language? Are we speaking life into kids? Are we doing these things? And, like, it's a whole school. Yeah. And t- systemically, to build culture, it takes time. It's mm-hmm. not an instant thing. And so, like, if you feel that, oh, I haven't been aware, I haven't been doing that, you can start today. And if you're not going to see a result next week. You might see some improvement, but also, like, as a music and movement teacher, we we get that responsibility to mm-hmm. shape that if we want it. But if we don't and we just lay it off to the side and we hide it in our rooms, the, there won't be that culture at your school. No one is going to outpassion you in music at your school. Mm-hmm. You are You set the tone. And if you are passionate, your school will come along eventually. And then also with your staff, I'm going, sorry, um, mm-hmm. with your staff is they need to experience it. Yeah. And if they're not experiencing the stuff, if they're only being talked about it, they're not going to understand how fun it is, how engaging it is. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, how, how then can I help 
my staff experience what I'm doing. Yeah. Because they don't understand. Just like we don't quite fully understand the pressures and the 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 things that a general ed classroom teacher has on them because mm-hmm. we don't do that. Mm-hmm. Sure, we sit in all these trainings and they get we get talked about and yeah, I know a little bit about GLAD strategies and how to use them in my classroom and all this stuff and what yada yada. Um, I know how to use iReady and like whatever you know, but we don't fully understand what that's like because right. that's not our realm. Mm-hmm. If we were to experience that, oh, then I can sympathize and I can I understand why the classroom teacher feels this way because. They have this expectation put on them because we measure by this test score. And we don't. And how can we then help them experience, oh, well, the arts and music is a tool that I can use for my kids and they like it. Mm-hmm. You said a lot of powerful stuff there. I appreciate that. Yeah. Hashtag let Mark speak. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Um, one of the earlier stuff that you mentioned um, made me think about, you were saying that remind me because you did a lot of great stuff but there was something I wanted to to add on to Um, it had something to do with like affirmations and such Uh, speaking life in the kids speaking life in the kids yeah yeah yeah. so there's a music teacher over in Brooklyn Um, her name is Alice Soy you should check her out she's doing a lot of powerful stuff Um, but one thing that she pushes her kids to do is like in the beginning like they have morning affirmations that my voice matters Mm -hmm. and that's Going back to what you said about standardized testing or when you're just taking tests, and I get the value of it, but in the same sense, as music and, music and movement teachers, we have the opportunity to do more than just give facts. We have the opportunity to give life. Mm-hmm. And for every child to recognize that their voice is important, mm-hmm. whether it is through song or through movement. And I think it's important as ed- educators to really lean into that. I lo- I, I'm trying to think about how I'm going to incorporate that for next year, but I really want to have every single student have some, sort of, uh, some affirmation and, and recognize the importance of the affirmations mm-hmm. that their voice does matter. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Good stuff, guys. Thanks for, thanks for asking the question. You're welcome. <laughs> thanks for hosting us. <laughs> Less emphasis on test scores, more on actual success. It kind of comes down to that intangible thing mm-hmm. that is the difference between um, a factory you know, education where you go down the assembly line mm-hmm. and you get your skills and instead um, developing humans. Get your skills or a piece of paper. Which one? <laughs> Paper, paper, <laughs> every time. Just, well, well, I'm, I'm saying the, the diploma. I'm just, I need yeah, that. Okay. 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 So, <laughs> be a good human. Be a good human. Be better. Yeah, be a good human. And develop good humans. Model that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Second time. <laughs> need a shirt with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna do it. Left turn down. <laughs> so if you've known, this is not the first time we've had to bleep something out because you've been a community member part of this podcast for a long time, and I appreciate. We appreciate. We all appreciate, it. and um, it's helped us. We've engaged with some really cool people along the way. Um, but if you have any questions, concerns, or comments, or things you want to add on to it, please, by all means, we want to bolster this community so email us at chaoticharmonyclassroom at gmail.com also what helps grow this community because this community is not just three people at a table it's you guys as well um, what helps grow it is if uh, you leave us a review so that it helps with optics so more people can join us and it's funny you were talking about the whole jingle with Caitlin 
she left us a review. Hey! hey. And she, she gave us the only correct answer. She gave us five stars, which nice. you should do on iTunes or on a podcast listening app. Um, she said, I always look forward to listening to these podcasts. Chaotic Harmony podcast is a go-to for music educators. This sweet spot always provides a fresh perspective on what music could and should look like in our schools. Thank Thanks, you, Caitlin. Thanks, Caitlin. We heart you. You're the best. So we should Venmo her what? <laughs> 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 um, so yeah, please leave us a review. Also, if you are watching us on YouTube, you're welcome to leave a comment there. Or, again, helping with grow this community. Like and subscribe. You hear it a lot. It gets kind of weird, but it's true. It helps. Leap, leap, keep these lights on. So mm. thanks, guys. Thank you. Back with Spicato after a break. I want to take a quick break and thank my husband, Brian, who's been working behind the scenes producing these episodes every week on all of the platforms and on time. But you need to know that he is first a financial planner for Mission Trails Financial. Mission Trails Financial is a partner that seeks to guide clients in the journey to financial success. They believe that people need a financial advisor that aims to provide strategies for success. Mission Trails Financial helps people navigate investments, tax planning, and insurance. Imagine working with an advisor who isn't tied to specific brands. Mission Trails Financial has a fiduciary responsibility to act in the best interests of their clients by providing independent, objective advice. Their mission is to help clients accomplish their financial goals. As Joe Vitale once said, a goal should scare you a little and excite you a lot. Do yourself a favor and set up a time to chat with Mission Trails Financial. Visit www.missiontrailsfinancial.com or call 619-419-0238 to schedule a call. You'll be glad you did. We believe that leaning on professionals is how we get ahead. Check out the program notes for more information. Put your hand up. I have finger lights. Okay. How would you use finger lights in music class? Hmm. Told not to look straight at them. <laughs> That's bright. They are bright. Uh, That's why they're fun because they they show up whether the lights are on or off. That's fair. I'm gonna let John go first because you, you want one. Sure, yeah. I went first. I take a couple. Okay, so these like rubber, like kind of yeah. like rubber bands, almost not right, quite rubber bands, but like <laughs> you place on the nail or the flappy oh, yeah, underneath. It's gonna be Iron Man. It doesn't really matter. Sure, I don't well, put them on the nail though. No, That's it's not it's as comfortable. Easier, yeah. Yeah. I think. Well, first off, Conducting in the Dark. Ooh, fun. I never would have thought of that. I remember when I was uh, when I was doing the whole song with Saturn. Uh-huh. We were in the dark with the kids with the orbs. Right. And I had a baton conducting the strings. This would have been very helpful, actually. Mm-hmm. The only downside is that, I don't know, I guess, we can't, t- I'm not going to test it out right now, but like, could kids see the ictus well? From any angle, totally. It's like a laser pointer. Oh, totally, dude. I think it'll also be cool. Is like conduct you, on your your little screen thing. Oh, maybe not that color. Yeah, I'd go white. Um, but yeah, no. Or also, well, it depends. But like, yeah. Yeah, smoke machine, like having like a little. Yeah. That could be cool. It's be cool. Or hold a silhouette. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm seeing a lot of ideas. I want to hear no, your that's thoughts. That's fine. I have none. I just gave you one. I'm, Say it. Steal it. You could be Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> that's what kids will be doing. You can guarantee it. That's what I'm doing. So I'm Tony Sparks. The way I saw these used, it was super cool. I went to this wonderful workshop up in um, Northern California uh, uh, at the. Um, oh my gosh. I'm 
blanking right now at the Hidden Valley Music Camps mm-hmm. uh, yeah. with those guys. They're so great. Doug Goodkin and company. Um, and they hosted the ladies behind the NordicSounds.info website. Yeah. They are incredible. I wish I joined you in that one. That was, that, it was amazing. Yeah. I, it would have been really fun to have you there. Um, NordicSounds.info. Yes. Mm-hmm. If you haven't dug into that website yet, it Dud. is... What? Oh gosh. If you haven't found that website yet, it's really great. Can we click the mute so. button on this guy? <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Put him in the waiting room. Um, <laughs> Sorry, go for it. Yeah, go ahead and check it out. Um, it's it's a group of, of people from uh, Finland, Norway, Sweden, Iceland, Greenland who wanted to preserve their. Um, their And Denmark, thank you. I knew I was missing at least one. Um, their national music, their folk music. Mm-hmm. And so they came together. It exchanged ideas and it is all perfectly sequenced and laid out for music and movement lessons so really good stuff. they put these inside frame drums uh, on the ground oh, that's really cool. it was way cool and they did a song about the northern lights yeah. and it was this super rad like percussive piece and we had to go down this like runway of frame drums um and one person was holding a frame drum and we were all in partners and another person had the mallet and we had to add our own rhythms to it it was really cool that's dope it was that's dope it was and so i kind of did a version of that but i really liked the finger lights inside the frame drums Mm. for an idea Boom. Cats. How do you turn it off? It's you, got a switch. It's just, yeah, up and down. A dundee. Right here, the top. Up, down. Ah, They're super I just, cheap, I too. just wasn't. How much are they? More or less. Four bucks per? Or like, oh boy, I got a box. box. For a box? Probably a. It was a big box. Probably 10 bucks for the box. Ta-da, but you got a ton of them. A ton. Over 2,000 yeah. pounds. That's a lot. Yeah. Oh, you get 40. 40 per box. Enhance any performance with some of these guys. Yeah. For a dollar. They're cheaper than orbs. They don't last as long. Orbs are pricey. They are expensive. Yeah. Yeah. These are fun. That's fun. All right. It is fun. fun. Should we do a round of the week? Yeah. Round of the week. Okay. We want to do the green frog. Oh, sure. Okay. Gat Goon went the little green frog. Do you need lyrics? Yeah, this is not like the Gat same lyric. Gagoon went the little green frog one day. Gagoon went the little green frog. Gagoon went the little green frog one day, and his eyes went gag gagoon. 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 Gagoon went the little green frog one day. Gagoon went the little green frog. Gagoon went the little green frog one day, and his eyes went gag gagoon. Gagoon went the little green frog with the little green frog one day. Gagoon went the little green frog. Gagoon went the little green frog one day, and the frog went gagoon. I liked I liked your beatboxing. (laughs) That always elevates a song. (laughs) Awesome, awesome. Crystal, thank you for leading this one. Um, Where can people find you? You can find me um, at uh, Twitter at Finny Vapa. You can find me at crystalpridmore.com or on YouTube under Crystal Pridmore. Awesome. Mark? 
I am on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, all under Mr. Kimer. Awesome. And you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, also on YouTube, on Mr. At Mr. Seligman, M-R-S-E-L-I-G-M-A-N. And if you're fancy enough, you can capitalize it S. It does nothing, but I like to do it anyways. Anywho, <laughs> <laughs> you can also find us uh, the th- um, at CH Classroom on the Twitters, on the Instas, on the Facebooks, but YouTube a bit different, Chaotic Carmen Classroom. And you can email us at chaoticharmonyclassroom at gmail.com. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Bye. 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 The Chaotic Harmony Podcast is a joint project between Crystal Pridmore, Jonathan Seligman, and Mark Keemer. You can find us online at chaoticharmonyclassroom.com. You can email us at chaoticharmonyclassroom at gmail and let us know what you think. Give us feedback about what you would like to hear in future episodes. We're on all the socials. Find us on facebook.com slash chaoticharmonyclassroom. You can find us on Twitter at chclassroom, Instagram at chaoticharmonyclassroom, and you can even find our episodes on YouTube. Chaotic Harmony is the name of our channel. Special thanks to Brian Pridmore for his help with production and equipment. www.pridmoria.com. 